Hello everyone, you are listening to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Dirty. And that's going up against... We Remain. Oh, yes. Two big songs here. So one big up-tempo, iconic song in Christina's discography. And a big power song for a soundtrack. But which one? Let's find out. So let's first start talking about Dirty. So, in my humble and honest opinion, and my opinion, which I'm giving a lot of in this podcast, it is the iconic club anthem of all club anthems. I mean, when the song comes on, you'll see people shaking it, twerking it, slut dropping. I mean, with the music video, Xtina did practically invent the slut drop. So, it is an absolute banger, and it's a staple for a night out, it really is. And I feel like it's one of the jewels in the sort of up-tempo portion of Christina's discography. So the nearly five minute long lead single of Christina's sophomore album, Stripped, is dirty. And a lot of people see Stripped as sort of the highlight album of her career. And the song Dirty itself gave birth to the Xtina nickname. And it's the nickname that she's used going forward in her career. She has got it as her social media handles and also the media referred to her as Xtina and also the fans as well. We've got the X that we do with our arms. You know, that is where it all comes from, from Xtina. I mean, she has had other nicknames as um, her album eras have progressed. So we've got Baby Jane from Back to Basics, um, CX or Madam X from Bionic. Um, I don't think she had one for Lotus, but I'm going to say it was Unbreakable Flower. If it isn't, it should be. And then obviously we've got Maria with Liberation. But Xtina is that nickname that has sort of stuck with her throughout her career. So, as we know, it was the first single off Stripped, but originally the first single wasn't going to be Dirty, it was going to be Beautiful. And sort of the record label, which was RCA Records, insisted that Beautiful was the first single because it sort of showed a more of a serious vocal side to Christina and really showed off her vocals. And I think they probably felt that it would be something that, um, if it was released as the first single, would show how serious she is as a vocalist. But Christina insisted on Dirty. And I think the main reason for that was because she wanted to shed this bubblegum pop image and sort of really show the world who she was. And, you know, with Dirty, it sort of represented her as a woman in charge and an artist to be taken very, very seriously, which you didn't really see at the time. Um, And I really take my hat off to Christina for pushing that forwards because, you know, when you look at the way that she performed the song and even in the music video, she is centre of attention and that you never really saw that, you know, as so many ex- women who express their sexuality in music videos, they'd be in the background, you know, things like rap videos and hip hop videos, but this was something very, very different. So really, really well done to Christina. 
Now, coincidentally, about being the first single, it was actually one of the last tracks to be recorded for Stripped in 2002. The album was done and dusted and it was all recorded. Um, but Christina felt like there was something missing. There was something um, that needed a bit more of a bang. I mean, there was a lot of good messages with the rest of the songs, as you know from Strip. She talks about a lot of things. She talks about self-acceptance, domestic abuse, lots of different things. But Christina wanted something to sort of start the era off with a bang and show the world that this is where she was. So she approached Rock Wilder after working with him um, on Lady Marmalade, which was the collaboration with Pink, Lil' Kim and Maya done for the film Moulin Rouge. And she um, spoke to Rock Wilder and said that she wanted to create this sort of down and dirty song to introduce the world to her new image. Um, and he suggested recording a song sort of in the vein of Let's Get Dirty, I Can't Get Into a Club by Redman, which he also produced. And, you know, eventually Redman appeared on the track. The song Let's Get Dirty was you know, the bass line of the song and the instrumental of the song was forming the the basis of the instrumental of the song Dirty. It almost was like a, a female answer back to that song. So, you know, they went forward and they created Dirty. So Dirty itself was written by Christina, Rockwilder, Balewa Mohammed, also known as The Clutch, and Redman, and it was produced by Rockwilder. And, um, you know, Dirty spelt with two R's. The reason for that is because... Um, it was this sort of grittiness and the emphasis of the title that Christina wanted to portray across. She also considered using the uh, the spellings dirty, so D-I-R-T-E-E, uh, and also D-I-R-R-D-Y, dirty, dirty. So, you know, would have been really cool to see if, um, if she went with those, but I think D-I-R-R-T-Y seals the deal for me. So the song, when it was released at the time, it was sort of very, very controversial and divided a lot of opinion, which I can only see as a good thing. If you're going to do that with your artistry, isn't that a sign of good art? It's always going to divide opinion. Um, so yeah, like I said, divided opinion and it's sort of very much different across the pond as well. It went to number one in the UK, but only number 48 in, in the USA. And I think I just want to sort of take this moment to put the spotlight on and talk about what actually happened in, in the USA um, and how I feel that when the song was released, it was sort of the way it was done and how it was released. It was sort of very, very ahead of its time. Um, you know, it was rejected a lot by US radios. It had this radio boycott um, because of the image that she was um, having at the time, because of the music video. And... I almost think that's sort of quite hypocritical because when you look at the music videos and artistry of today, there are artists out there, uh, not naming any names, but they've managed to get away with a lot more when it comes across to expressing things like sexuality through their art, through their music video, through their songs. Um, and it's almost quite, um, you know, comical to see that at that time, back in sort of 2002, it was so frowned upon. And today people can get away with so much more. Um, and sort of at the time, radio play contributed to a lot of chart success. Um, you know, there was no downloads, no streaming, no YouTube, no social media. Um, so because of the radio boycott, that's the reason why I went to number 48, because it wasn't supported by radios. And they sort of really dropped her. Um, you know, seeing as somebody who had a lot of radio play from the previous album, they really, really dropped her. And that's why Beautiful was Rush released as the second single in America. And I'd like to think if Dirty was released now, it, you know, even by Christina or even maybe by another artist, it probably would do a lot better in the USA because of how open things are and how open things are in society these days. Um, and I'd like to think that Christina sort of spearheaded the way music was going towards at that time. And, and with Dirty, she did really set the trend with how music videos were going to be, 
you know, especially from female artists. But going forward, you know, she really showed herself as the leader of the pack here. So going back to the song itself, it's this very gritty, dirty bass line, you know, taken from that sample from the Red Man's from the Redman track. And to me, it's a bit like a Rottweiler is having a fight with a lawnmower. Um, and then there's sort of lots of layers in the song with the sound effects, you know, the glasses smashing, dogs barking, uh, and then we've got the percussion as well. Uh, a really, really well-layered song um, and something very, very different to, you know, what Christina has done with other music as well. Um, so we talked about how the image wasn't very um, embraced well in, in the USA, but it was embraced very, very well in Europe and the reason why it had a lot of European success. But I think also one of the main reasons was because of the music video. Of course, we have to talk about the music video. It was so, so, so controversial at the time. I think I was, I had just started high school at the time. And I remember the video was being requested a lot on The Box, which was a music channel um, sort of on um, like Sky, which is, I suppose, cable in America. Um, and I remember that, you know, me and my friends is what we were just talking about for a, a while. It was something that sort of set us a gog and it was really, really out there and really controversial. And the video itself was directed by David LaChapelle, whose photography work I'm a really big fan of. It's like this Technicolor imagery, uh, lots going on in the picture, um, you know, not photoshopped or anything like that it you know it's a very very good very brilliant photographer photographed a lot of celebrities madonna angelina jolie etc etc but the music video for dirty is sort of like this post-apocalyptic underground illegal boxing rave orgy and any imagery that you can think of that will allude to the word dirty it's in the video communal showering mud wrestling muscle worship and this video completely shared this bubblegum pop image that was created from the debut album. And I think that's exactly what Christina wanted to do. And she did that so successfully. But it's quite an interesting move to have a controversial video because controversy sells, as we know. And usually artists have gone controversial um, sort of when the career's fading away, maybe on the skids a little bit. And, you know, Christina's was going really well at the time. She had four top five hits from the first album. And also Lady Marmalade went to number one in, in the USA. And also even in the UK, it was doing really, really well. And, you know, it's interesting that that move was made. And I really admire that because Christina throughout her career has taken a lot of risks and really has powered through in the face of adversity and has made her into a really well-respected artist today. And I really take my hat off for it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm such a really big fan of hers. And of course, the music video is one of the most iconic music videos of all time. It really set the trend for music videos. Um, and it's just absolutely brilliant. If you look on YouTube, it's still got a lot of repetitive play value as well. And people will still be commenting about it. Um, and I think I remember at the time as well, um, Linda Perry, who was one of the main collaborators on Stripped with Christina, who wrote Beautiful and did a lot of the album tracks, um, sort of turned around to Christina and said, why, why are you doing this? Why, why do you have to, you know, be like this in your music videos? Which I think was really, really funny. And Christina sort of turned around to her and said, I have to, I have to show the world who I am. And I think that's such a good move from Christina because Okay, at the time she was getting a lot of backlash for it, but looking back at it now, it's such a well-respected piece of art. Um, it's a song that loads of people know, and it's it's great. Um, now, of course, 
as a staple in her discography she has performed this a lot live and i could sit here all day talking about all the live performances she's done of dirty um but a couple that i want to mention is one when she hosted the european music awards in 2003 and she came out dressed as a nun with this choir holding candles and there was sort of this choir version of dirty and i thought that was really cool with all the layers of the vocals and of course controversy sells and she really wanted to make a splash so why not um another one uh, which we mentioned in the fighter episode um was the performance she did at the vmas with the medley of dirty and fighter um, and the reason why i want to mention it is because we had the ding ding hollers moment so instead of saying dj spinning she said ding ding hollers go and find it on youtube it's hilarious i think when Christina forgets words or does things live, which happens to the best of us. Um, I always like to see it. It's always a highlight. Um, but for me, the song Dirty is always a massive highlight when she's done it on tour. Um, you know, Back to Basics tour, she did this sort of circus theme where um, it sampled Cell Block Tango from the film Chicago and also Entrance of the Gladiators. Um, and, you know, it was done on this carousel horse and sort of lent really well to the circus theme. That was a big portion of that tour. And then, of course, on the strip tour where she had all these big industrial fans behind her on this sort of scaffolding. It was the song that started the whole show. Really, really great. Um, but I do like the one that she did on the X tour or the experience as well with the Golden Throne. It sort of said, I am the queen here. And um, for me, having to witness, you know, when the first beat dropped live you know we didn't know what song was coming next because we had all this backdrop before that um and then the crowd just went wild and everyone was just partying it was just a really really good feeling um and then of course the song itself um lent to the iconic look which was the chaps christina's had many iconic looks in her career but the chaps is the one that she sort of set the trend she's recreated it on tour she's done sort of like black and red versions she's done gold versions she's even done like a lace version on the back to basics tour and you know it's such a trendsetter it's even been emulated by artists like miley cyrus and also kylie jenner did a big thing when she dressed as christina from the dirty video one halloween and it sort of gained a lot more attention um to sort of these new fans um you know dirty is such a big big song in her career she's done a sequel to it called still dirty which was on the back to basics album which we will talk about in a future episode if the selection wheel selects it, of course. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those songs that will always be uh, with her throughout her career. Um, so we've been looking at favourite lyrics and favourite parts of, of songs when we've been looking through them. And for me, for Dirty, I've got two bits. The first bit is the ad lib before Redman's rap, uh, which she absolutely annihilated doing it again live on uh, James Corden's Carpool Karaoke. Absolutely brilliant. Go and check it out if you haven't. Um, but the lyric, it's the it's about time for my arrival um, at the end of the chorus. It just shows that Christina is here. She's unleashed and she means business. And boy, did she mean business with Dirty. So let's move on to talking about the second song, which is We Remain. Um, we Remain was recorded in 2012-2013 time, I think, for the soundtrack for Hunger Games Catching Fire, which is the second instalment in the Hunger Games film franchise, which was released in 2013. And the song was written by Ryan Tedder and Brent Kutzel from the band One Republic, and also Mikey Echo, who's best known for Stay with Rihanna. And the song itself was produced by Ryan Tedder and Brent Kutzel, so it's sort of got this very One Republic key vibe to it where there's very you know drum percussion heavy with some beautiful melodies in there as well um so we remain was actually released as the third single from the soundtrack following the songs elastic heart by sia and atlas by coldplay 
Why it was released as the third single is a crime. I mean, I'm biased, of course, but it was one of the strongest songs on the soundtrack and, you know, deserved to be heard by a lot more people. But still, it was released as a single and it's been picked by the selection wheel, so we must carry on and talk about it. So We Remain is sort of this arena pop power ballad with lots of soaring vocals, um, very sort of drum heavy, uh, you know, gives sort of the vibe of combat and power, like the the vibes in the book and in, in the films and the story of the Hunger Games as well. Um, and there's a very strong message in the song about perseverance and sort of being strong in the face of whatever life throws at you. You will be strong and you will remain um, this sort of strong individual. And for me, I think the song We Remain would actually not be out of place on Lotus, um, Christina's album, um, where a lot of songs were sort of in this same vein of sort of staying strong in the face of adversity, whatever life throws at you, you know, songs like Cease Fire, Army of Me. I can probably imagine it potentially could have been written for Lotus and obviously not making the album was offered towards the soundtrack for Hunger Games theorise all I want. I like to think in my world that that's probably what happened. I wouldn't be surprised if it was part of, you know, the sessions that took part for Lotus because there was a lot of collaborations happening for Lotus, a lot of um, people that were sending songs to Christina for Lotus and obviously she picked the ones that resonated well with her. Um, but of course, We Remain was released and it did get some promotion. It was actually performed once by Christina on The Voice with one of her contestants, Jackie Lee. Um, and, you know, the performance is available on YouTube and they, like they did on The Voice, they used to record studio versions of what they would be performing live. Um, so there is a studio version with Jackie Lee, which was released on iTunes. I don't think it's on Spotify anywhere, but I'm not sure if it's still on iTunes, but it is out there and their voices match so well together, very nice harmony. And, you know, Jackie Lee is probably one of the better contestants that Christina had coached on The Voice. Um, you know, other names to mention are Beverly McClellan, Frenchie Davis, uh, and of course, Alison Porter, who she ended up winning with. Um, but some really, really great um, contestants, really great voices and really great artists that she has collaborated with. And, you know, it's such a shame that The Voice hasn't sort of given the platform in America for that big artist. You know, I thought Alison Porter would do really, really well. But, you know, she's still in contact with, with these um, contestants, I think. So that's really, really nice to hear. So, of course, um, as we've been selecting the songs, we've been looking at favourite lyrics and favourite parts of the song. Um, and for me, it's sort of the build up to the chorus with the, every single time the wind blows, every single time the wind blows, I see it in your face. I love the melodies for it. And I love sort of the imagery that it creates. And it's so relevant to the character of Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games trilogy. Um, and you can just sort of imagine... Um, you know, the wind blowing. It's very chill inducing, nice imagery in this song as well, which I do like. Um, but you know, I love I love the sort of how the messages in the song and the lyrics in the song are repeated. Um, you know, it just gives you um that really strong vibe to it. And sort of with her vocals in this song, it's I would say it's quite sort of middle of the road in terms of the way that she approaches it because we are used to Christina doing a lot of ad-libs and we don't really see that in this song um, because there is sort of a lot of repetition in the lyrics. Um, but I think that sort of elevates it and takes it to the next level in this circumstance because it sort of reinforces that that message of perseverance behind the song you know because things are being repeated it does persevere the message a lot more which I do like you know sometimes when Christina does a lot of things with the voice and it's not sort of the same delivery every single song 
this is the reason why I'm a fan is because she has variety and she knows how to apply her voice to different um you know song subjects and even different genres as well which is absolutely brilliant there's a lot of sort of opinion about this song online about um the way of her vocals are delivered in this song um it does divide a lot of opinion um you know because um there are i've read a few comments online that the song itself um doesn't really need um the vocals to sort of be strained and i don't think the song when Christina sings it, I don't think it's strained at all. Um, I think, um, you know, she uses the rasp and the grit in her voice very well. And I think that lends itself really well to this song because it's, you know, with the way that the song is and the message behind the song, you need that vibe behind it. And I, I'm a sucker for Christina's grit and I'm a sucker for the rasp that she does. And I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, there's no other artist out there that does that. And it really conveys the emotion in the way that she sings and what she's singing about. I think if there was no grit or, you know, if there was another artist that sung this song who doesn't have as much grit or as power in the voice that Christina has, I don't think it would have sounded the same and it wouldn't have had that same sort of feeling behind the song. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of the grit and the rasp and I do love when she does that live. I think it just really shows how much of her heart she puts into her singing. And, you know, it's not always about technical ability. Um, it is about emotion. And she's learned that from, you know, people that she aspires, um, you know, people like Etta James, who she's really looked up, um, up to and has been probably her biggest inspiration in her singing. Well, she was very much known for her rasp and putting emotion into her singing. And I think Christina does exactly the same. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I would like to see more singers putting their heart and their soul into the way that they sing rather than technical ability. To me, that's way more impressive. And that's the reason why I'm such a big fan of Christina. But apart from everything else we've discussed about We Remain, not lots and lots else known about the song. It's still a brilliant song. And, in, you know, it's I love the message behind it. And I do like the messages that Christina puts in some of the songs about perseverance. It is another one to add to the list. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was... We're hoping that Christina would be working with Ryan Tedder before um, We Remain was released because, you know, he's done a lot of very good songs with other artists like Leona Lewis and Beyonce. Um, and it would have been nice to see a Christina spin on it. And we'd, we have. We've seen a lovely Christina spin on it. And the song itself is absolutely brilliant. So we've heard about Dirty and we've heard about We Remain. The rules are the rules. We've got to choose which one is the winner. As a Christina fan, I'm going to be more and more anguished as the episodes go by because this gets harder and harder. But it's what I signed myself up for. So, drum roll please. And the winner is... Dirty! Congratulations, Dirty. I mean, of course it had to win. It is a trend-setting song, paved the way for the massive career of Christina to come completely ahead of its time, ahead of the game. And it is one of my favourite ever Christina songs. I mean, if you've not seen it live, and when you do see it live, it changes everything. So yeah, Dirty had to win here. Commiserations to We Remain, absolutely brilliant song. I love the message behind it. And it is such a powerful song. And I love the delivery of Christina's vocals in it. But for me, Dirty is far superior. So next episode, we are going to be looking at a song made for a car commercial versus a bonus bonus track. I'm being cryptic here. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Xdina Track Battle. Peace out. <laughs>